Welcome back to the All-22 Daily. I am Chris Lombardi, and I'm joined by Ray Cotto. We wrapped up the offensive line uh, last week, and honestly, it was a, it was like a grudge like to get through it. It was just painful. It was, it was difficult because it's just not that good of a group. But tight end is a much better group, so I'm really excited to do that and be moving forward. And Ray is just dying to kick this thing off with Darnell Washington, the monster tight end out of Georgia. So, Ray, go ahead and do that. Yeah, Darnell Washington. We're going to start this tight end class off with probably the most intriguing name of the class, although he's probably not the consensus number one tight end in the class. But 6'6 six, six and 5'8, 264 pounds uh, with an 83 inch wingspan. I mean, that's he's it's, it's literally a seven foot wingspan, right? He's got super long arms, uh, 11 inch hands. Uh, his athletic testing is also through the roof. One six one ten yard split, a four six four forty, a four point oh eight second twenty yard shuttle, which is phenomenal, especially for someone at that size. Uh, twenty one reps on the bench press. Who cares, right? He's got super long arms. That's really tough. But uh, Darnell Washington to me is just super intriguing, right? I think to start, he's the best blocking tight end in the draft by a mile. He's physical, he's violent, but the best part about that is he's not just a phone booth blocker in line. You can line up Darnell Washington out in space and he just hawks down defenders and just plants them into the turf. So if you're running a bubble screen, he doesn't just get in the way of the defender. He blows up the defender and gives the receiver of that pass extra room to work with since that's usually on the sideline and the defense can kind of use the sideline as an extra defender there. He just gives you that extra bit of space for the receiver to get yards after the catch. So, and to me, that blocking in space really bodes well for his athleticism overall. So I think in all 22 and in the NFL in general, that blocking ability just offers a fantastic floor for him. If absolutely nothing else, as for receiving potential, Georgia rarely threw him the ball. They have another just superb tight end prospect and Brock Bowers who will be in next year's class. Who's a total stud and got most of the receiving work at tight end. But when Washington was targeted, he showed a very big catch radius and he can get some yards after the catch. He's not necessarily a sudden route runner that uh, you just line up in line or in the slot and just tell him to go run a 10 yard dig route. And he's going to get separation at the top of the route and you can just hit him with some good timing. He's more of a downfield sort of build up his speed threat um, but again, he tested off the charts athletically, including the 20 yard shuttle. I think his upside is tantalizing and they probably should have used him even more in the passing game at Georgia. Um, because I think there's just untapped potential. There's nothing in his tape that you watched and said, oh, okay, he can't do this. It's just that there wasn't much of it on tape because he might not have been asked to do something, but everything you see shows just phenomenal physical upside, a huge body, but an athletic specimen at the same time. I think he's, I think he's got a lot of upside and he's by far my most intriguing prospect in the, in the tight end class and probably on the offensive side of the, of the ball as a whole in 2023. It's interesting because there's these prospects, right? Every year there's a few, there's Anthony Richardson, there's Darnell Washington. There's guys like that where they are not the best at their position from a tape perspective. They might not be, you know, the most polished players, but athletically, they are just so gifted that it makes them just rise up the rankings. And I think he's that guy. To your point, there's another tight end there. So like when you watch Darnell Washington's film, maybe no, there's you don't watch it and go, there's nothing 
he 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 can't do. But you watch it and you go, like, did he show me enough? Right? Did he show me enough of how special he could be? Um, I I think about these things and I look at them and I say, you know, is there the potential to be a great player in the NFL? And I think the answer is yes. But when I watched the film, right, there were things that were concerning to me. Like if I didn't know about his combine, I would look at, you know, his performance and say he was slow out of his stance, right? Like when he explodes at the snap, it's a little bit slow. Like he looks like it takes him a long time. Um, and the past, the past game with him involved was so much dink and dunk quick stuff. And kind of like I question, does he have the speed on tape? To, to run deep routes, right? At the combine, he proved, yeah, he probably does. It might have been a scheme thing, but on tape, I really didn't see enough of that, right? It was so much dink and dunk. And then just, you know, it's funny, like I, I have here, he looks a little bit more like a basketball player than a football player. Like when he's running routes, he's just boxing people out, right? Like he's not really getting open. He's not running true routes. He's just getting to a spot. He's boxing somebody out and he's so much bigger than them that it's going to work, right? And he's going to get the catch. Um I think from an all 22 perspective though, right? It's so much more than just your receiving ability. It's how good of a blocker can you be? And I think out of this class, he's probably first or second for me out of the tight end group. So there should be, a, you know, great scoring there as a run blocker. Uh, I don't know if you have your his grades in front of you, but I'd be curious to know what his run blocking grades were just because I think that's, that's an obvious win for him, right? He should be one of the best guys at that. And then just the last thing, right? As a as a guy that looks like a basketball player in his routes, he's going and boxing people out. His red zone opportunity should be huge, right? Like wherever he goes, target that guy in the red zone. Like it should be just a great opportunity for him to have some success that he didn't necessarily have in college because they had other ways to win, right? And then he goes to the NFL, a team might need that. A team might need that way to win. And I think that should be huge for him. Yeah, the upside is definitely there for that uh, 81.3 a run block grade in 2022, uh, which if you compare it to maybe some other tight ends we'll talk about here a little bit later, that's that's a big gap between him and the next guy. Uh, and then just overall grade-wise, he improved every year of his career from 2020 through 2022. Um, so he definitely showed the improvement there as well. And I'll just say uh, when it comes to Georgia and that scheme, like, yeah, okay, they won the national championship, but don't uh, – Let's not sit here and just completely uh, defer ourselves to the offensive staff that chose Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I'm just saying. That's fair. That's a good point. So, yeah, I think we both agree there's a lot of potential with Darnell Washington. But I'm going to move to the next guy, uh, and I get to talk about him, and that is Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. So, unpopularly, I don't have him as my tight end one. It seems like everybody else does. Um, but he will be turning 24 during this upcoming season. So he's an older prospect, 6'4", 246 pounds with 10 and a quarter inch hands. Uh, he didn't perform at the combine or at, his, at Utah's pro day. So I don't really have his speed numbers or his athletic numbers. Uh, but let's talk about kind of what he did in college. So he spent his first two years at San Diego before transferring to Utah. He did five years of schooling in total, and he only started for the last two. His strength, when you watch his tape, it's clearly as a receiver. Uh, he has tremendous body control when he goes up to the catch point and is able to contort in a special way to make adjustments to the ball, uh, both of which make him a really great contested catch guy. It's a nice bonus thing to have. Uh, you see a lot of that contested catch stuff on tape, though, and what that usually means to me is he's not really separating, right? Or maybe he doesn't have the speed to separate. 
uh, I feel like my concerns are kind of backed by the fact that he didn't do the combines. I don't know if there's an injury thing there, but it's it's worrisome to me, right? I wanted to see that he goes out there and proves that he's a four 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 five guy at that size, that weight, and can really be a separator, but I didn't get to see that. So that's a concern I have. Um, a lot of what he ran, just route rise, was uh, between the numbers. So, you know, mostly inside, a lot of skinny posts. I'm sure he can do more than that. You know, he shows that he's a good route runner. Um, again, good body control. So as a receiver, I don't really have many concerns. You talked about run blocking, right? He is not an inline blocker. So if you draft him thinking that he's going to get you, you know, consistent grading because he does everything well, it's probably not the case. He's just not a blocker, right? So in his fourth and fifth years in college, so senior and redshirt senior year, both years, his run blocking grade was below 60. So not just bad, but like very bad, right? Below average. And I'll admit it. I'll be the first one to sit here and admit it. Tight end is one of the most difficult positions to figure out in the NFL. And it could take you years before you really understand if you hit on a prospect or not. Kincaid is a really good receiver. So I just want to preface what I'm about to say. He's a really good receiver. Great body control. We talked about those strengths. He has sure hands. One other thing I missed, sure hands, right? He only had two drops in his entire five-year college career on 165 targets. So that's that's great, right? That's exactly what you want to see. But I have seen and fallen in love with guys with very similar skill sets as him over the last few years. One of which I'll say last year, Isaiah Likely, right? He was my guy. Um, very similar body size, height, weight, very, very similar. Uh, and he's actually still a year younger than Kincaid, right? So Kincaid's going to come out and be 24. This dude's still 22 years old. He had elite receiving grades and he ended up going in the fourth round, right? So it just shows you like, you might think Kincaid is the guy, but like, an NFL team might decide that because he can't block, he's not going to be that guy. So let's just take a look real quick, right? Let's talk about who the best tight ends in the NFL are, right? There's five of them. It's Kelsey, who's 6'5", 255. Andrew, 6'5", 256. Waller is 6'6", 238. And then Pitts is 6'6", 245. So all of them are much bigger than Kincaid is, right? An inch and at least 10 pounds um, or a few inches and then maybe a little lighter. But the only one with a similar build as him is George Kittle, who's 6'4", 247. So similar size, but when you look at their games, they're very different, right? Kittle was one of the best blocking tight ends coming out of college. Like he is a committed blocker and he's also a very angry runner. So all things that like you see in the NFL, why it made him a successful tight end. I don't know if Kincaid has any of those. So I'm, I'm just going to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I think he, he will have a bright future in the NFL as a receiver, but he's going to struggle as a blocker and it's going to limit the amount of time he gets to see the field. Yeah, I think my biggest concerns with Kincaid are really related to his profile more than anything concerning he showed on tape. Like you mentioned, he's turning 24 this fall, and 6'3", 5'8", and 246 pounds is kind of cookie cutter on the smaller side. Yep. So I'm looking for that one trait that makes me go, okay, yep, this, this is it right here. This is why he's going to be a top five tight end in the NFL. And... I, I don't see it. I don't see it athletically. I don't see the the next level twitch that separates him from the other tight ends, uh, the other quote unquote receiving tight ends in the league that we've seen in recent years. It's not that he's not good. It's that, yeah, he's good, but there's lots of guys who are good at this thing, right? I'm trying to, especially at tight end, I'm trying to find something that separates a player from everybody else. And I think when you just turn on the tape, Kincaid does a lot of things that those other tight ends do, but maybe a bit better coming out of college. 
but that's also because like he mentioned he's he's turning 24 years old he's he's been in there for quite a while now so he should be at that point he's turning into pretty much a grown man playing against 19 and 20 year olds so it's his profile that i'm uneasy with and so the amount of times that i just see everyone just sort of default to him being the tight end one in this class and a surefire first round pick likely in the top 20 to 25 selections I'm just I'm hoping as a fan that that's not my team that pulls the trigger on this kid and just me as a whole in all 22 it's like yeah I'm not going to say he's not draftable or anything but I'm not I'm not as gung ho about his profile as many other people seem to be because there are concerns there and when you look at the top guys in the league at that position they didn't have profiles like that coming into the league right so, like, I, I would argue one thing you said, right? So, like, does he have an elite trait? And I think a lot of people would argue that his sure-handedness, his contested catchability, those are elite traits. Like, he does that as good as anybody else from this prospect class. My argument would also be, though, that, like, I don't want my guy to be a contested catch guy. Like, that doesn't translate in the NFL, right? Because being 6'3 and something... And 245 pounds, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna beat up on college corners, linebackers, and safeties, but you're gonna get to the league and like that's it's not gonna fly, especially if you're not an, an elite athlete. So I'd, I'd say his sure-handedness is is a really nice trait. It's a good thing to have, but uh, yeah, I, I see him mocked to the Packers all the time, and it's kind of infuriating because we need a lot more than just that, right? And I'm sure. Cowboys, you probably see a lot of like Michael Mayer to you guys. Like you need more than that out of a tight end. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want him to, to be coming to my team. Yeah. And when you're talking first round pick and in all 22, probably first three round picks, right? Where You want a differentiator. You want someone that's different from the rest. I don't see a differentiator in, in Kincaid's profile. It's It's just... Make solid, reliable, cool. That's great. Solid, reliable, uh, sure-handed, uh, dependable. Those are all things I draft on early day three. I, I, I don't, I don't take those in the top twenty. It's especially at a position that at, at tight end, right? It's not like we're talking about a, a linebacker where dependability and so, you know making the right read and just doing the little things right over and over again is what at nowadays separates you from everybody else, right? This mm-hmm. is some, this is on the offensive side of the ball. You're looking for something that's dynamic. And I don't see that dynamic again, differentiator from, from Kincaid. Not again, we're sounding harsh and because he's a good player. We're just talking about what it takes to get from good to great or even more. He is very much a good player, but think about it from this perspective, Ray. All 22 is the closest thing you're going to get to managing a real NFL roster, right? So how many tight ends can you even carry on a team? Two, maybe three, right? You're, you're at most going to carry three. You're nuts if you carry more than that. So are you really going to carry a guy for three or four years before he develops enough for him to be playable, right? And if you carry him that long, right, there's going to be bye weeks, right? Your tight end one is going to be on a bye. If he's your number two tight end, you're just you're you're losing, right? You're gonna you're gonna get a poor performance if he can't block, right? So so much of his game will be missing that. It almost makes him unrosterable. I think this is the right word for that. Uh, so yeah, like if 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 you even are thinking about taking him in the third fourth round, change your mindset. Like you have to even think like, am I going to be able to play with this guy? Where's my team? Like 
I trying to win? If I'm trying to win, I can't roster this guy. If I'm okay being a bad team for a few years, great, go for it. Yeah, I think that's a good point you touched on and actually had it in my Darnell Washington notes is that that usual adjustment period for two to three years that you see from tight ends likely doesn't apply to him because of his blocking ability. This is not a, oh, I'm a willing blocker, but I need to get used to grown men in the NFL and I need to you know, learn, learn proper techniques because I'm not going to get away with just being bigger and faster than my opponents. That's, that's not him. He is, he is that guy when it comes to blocking. So he has that floor immediately and he's going to do that well. So I think you kind of touched on that there. The, the upside of Darnell Washington is that you don't have to most likely live through that adjustment period that you see with almost every tight end that enters the league. Right. And I actually have a similar take on the tight end that we're going to discuss tomorrow, but we'll save it for then. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at all 22 underscore PFF. Leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. And thank you so much for tuning in.